The Providence College Friars. Top for the crossover. The, the Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier. Follow me on Twitter, that's at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me as always. We got BOC. Follow him on Twitter. That's at BOC all day. Today is Thursday, February 17th. Um, and we're, you know, we're recording on a Wednesday here. So so day after the big showdown, Providence Villanova, uh, battle of top 10 teams. Providence ends up losing this one by five. Um You'll see, you know, I was at the game. You were watching from home. Yeah. What were your uh, impressions? So you can check out our post-game article on our website, Providence Crier. Um, but at a high level, I think the low-hanging fruit for a lot of people are they're going to say, oh, you know, the, the refs, the refs, the refs. And there are certainly some complaints being made there. I, I'm not saying there's not. But the, the reason why we lost, in my opinion, there's two things. One, our pick-and-roll defense was horrendous. Um, it improved in the second half, but it was overall terrible, and it failed at the worst time with that Gillespie three. So that's number one, and I think that's the main reason why we lost. Second reason, and it's also a very important reason, is we played as if we were a Villanova team. Villanova loves to shoot the three, and they're, they're good at it. They're tops in the uh, Big East in three-point percentage. We're not that team. And we shot the same amount of threes as them, and we couldn't hit anything from deep. Um, we were, what, 21%, a little over 21% from three. They were 48% from three. So, you know, there's a delta there. What is that, 27%? Um, they made six more threes than us. So the reason why we – the two reasons why we lost, to reiterate, bad defense on pick and rolls, which we've seen historically, specifically with Marquette too, right? Um, and the inability to hit threes – so that's so that's those are the two. Yeah, I mean, uh, as as Dixie gives us a little bark uh, of uh, her disapproval of the Friars' defense yes. last night. Uh, yeah, man, I think um, I love your point there about the pick and roll defense, and especially when you said we saw this against Marquette. I guarantee you, Jay Wright and staff watch that game every single second of that game and definitely try to employ the same sort of strategy uh, that Marquette did. You know, I thought what their coaching staff does, they do such a good job of getting us in mismatches. Um, And certainly the pick and roll helped with that, but it always seemed like, especially more so early than late, but 
it always seemed like, you know, Nate Watson was out on the perimeter. Uh, and we all know that that's not a great recipe for success. Like, but, but really, really quick though, it's like we bag on Nate for his defense every now and then. I think, again, it is warranted at times. But that's asking a lot for a six. Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's not a Nate thing. It's a, it would have been a Croswell thing. It, it was a Horkler thing. It was a big man thing. It wasn't just him. So I want, I want to make that point clear because he was, he was the result of a lot of three-pointers in his face, and he could have done a better job. But ask any big man to do a better job of that, and that would be a very difficult task. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, no doubt about that. I mean, most big men aren't um, – especially in college hoops, aren't equipped to defend the perimeter, you know? Um, and you could probably say the same thing for Dixon too, you know, like it's, oh yeah, it's what it is. Um, but yeah, I just thought Nova did a very good job of setting themselves up for favorable matchups throughout the game. Um, you know, we obviously got to talk about Gillespie, man. <laughs> 33 points. He was just unbelievable. Um, I actually looked back in his last five games against Providence. He's at 19 and a half a game. Uh, and that started with the um, Biggie semifinal in, um, in, in uh, 2018, 2019 season, uh, the Biggie semifinal. Since then he's averaging 19 point, five or 19.6 per game. Um, he hit big shots in this one, clutch shots. Uh, the Friars really couldn't stop him. He was 10 of 17. I mean, that's just efficiency. And yep. he was balling out too. Like there was one, one three where he missed, but I was like, oh my God, he is feeling himself tonight. He like did some like step back fadeaway three that like just missed. Um, he was awesome. And I mean, in the words of Pedro Martinez, you know, sometimes you got to tip your cap and call him your daddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they, as I like to say, they get handed scholarships too, right? Yes, they sure do. Um, so Gillespie was certainly a game record in this one. I, I, I think, I think next time they play, Cooley will um, make it known for, for the officials to look out for that chicken wing. They called him for it once, but he does it a lot. Like, he well, especially in the in in the post, he does it a lot, and they don't call anything. And like, if you're gonna keep doing it, if you're gonna keep, allow it, keep doing it, I guess. But he gets he. That's my biggest gripe is like I'm not gonna point to specific calls, but the inconsistency in the refing was an issue. So like, if you're not gonna call that, do not call a good box out of Mania. Do not call a touch a hand check on Mania. You can't be inconsistent, and that's the issue. It's not a hey, it's a Gillespie thing, even though, you know, I think there's a gripe to be made there. It's the inconsistency in the refing. It's the, you call a hand check on Mania, but then there was also times where Croswell was posted up in the paint. Gillespie rakes him on the arms, and they call a jump ball. There's another time where Jermaine Samuels in the first half climbed all over the back of somebody who rebounded. I forget who it was. It may have been Croswell again. They called a jump ball. You, those are bad misses, and you can't do that. It's just very inconsistent, also especially – Yep. God, sorry. Sorry. Uh, also, though, th don't forget that there was a play like the exact same play happened earlier, and they called us for a foul. Yeah, like the, we had a jump ball, and they called off as or they called a foul. I they thought the I thought the, and the, and like it's easy for us to say like 
as a fan, but I think I think the the environment may have overwhelmed the refs. There are many times there are many times where the refs called it different calls, and they had to reconvene, and <laughs> a lot of times it just didn't go our way. Um, but the refs were just. I think the environment was too much for them, to be frank. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, different fan bases of the Big East can attest to games that, that their team has played in, in the officiating in the Big East this year. Just it's not been there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, end of the day, I, I, I'm not blaming the refs on this one at all. Um, but uh, I, I like your – this is a good segue, I think, because you said that the crowd might have – played in the head of the refs going into the game in our preview article, you mentioned um, being worried about the crowd having the Friars play out of their game. And I think that really happened in this one for sure. How many times in the second half, especially did we cut it to two or three and what did we do on offense? Shoot a three and missed. Like it just seemed like the guys you know, I get it. It's an emotional game, but it just felt like the guys were like, I want to hit this big shot and have this crowd, like have the roof blow off the building here. Uh, so I, yeah. I think that hurt us. And then yeah. you look on the flip side, so impressed with Villanova's composure. Um, and, and that that's what makes them so good. You know, yeah. even they have championship even, grit. They do. Even, even when, um, like their offensive sets stalled out and they were kind of, we had good defense and they were jammed up in the post. They were so composed. They didn't like panic or anything like that. They just reset the offense or found the open man cutting or from deep. And it's just like, you know, as much as you wanted Providence to win, I look at this game. Like I, obviously I was upset last night or Tuesday night. Um, I looked at the game the next day and I was like, listen, Villanova may have played their a game quite frankly. I think yeah, yeah probably one of the best games all year. Yeah, I would, and Bill like, will tell you that. Yeah, and I don't think it's a hey, it's because Providence played poorly. Um, I think Villanova was just lights out from deep. They executed pretty much flawlessly in the second half. Like we tried to make a run, by the way, and they just kept executing back. It was a counter punch after every punch that we threw, and they played their A game like. I don't know. Call me crazy, and we may go to Philadelphia and get blown out by twenty. But I feel pretty good about the rematch. I think. Yeah. And like you know me, I, I I think I'm a realist, but I tend to be a little bit more of a pessimist. I think that this Providence team should be holding their head high. They had some defensive lapses, um, and they probably didn't have the best shot quality. But like, if I were them, when I woke up the next morning. I'd feel good about how we performed. And, you know, it's it, it, sometimes the, the other team just plays better. And I think they need to be okay with that. And they can't let it drag into the next game, which I know we'll talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, b- before we, uh, you know, I'll kind of give you my take after the game. But before we get to that, a couple of moments I wanted to hit on. Did the Cooley saying no throwing shit on the floor was that on television? <laughs> Yes, it was awesome. But it, so it was, it was, it was hilarious. So it was hilarious. But if you remember, we were down two or three at that point. Yeah. Um, and the crowd was probably one of the loudest it's been all game. Him having to go on the mic and do that, 
kill the momentum completely. And like you, it was very noticeable on TV how much quieter the place got after he got on the mic. See, it's interesting you say that because when that happened, I thought we were going to win the game. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just remembered Buzz Williams. Remember uh, Buzz Williams was at Tech. I think they were playing Duke. And he, he, he got on the mic and was like, no cussing, no cussing. And then Virginia Tech, I believe, won that game. I could be wrong, but I believe they did win that game. I thought we were when it when that happened. Now, did you see the what was thrown? I, I couldn't even see. They, they never they never showed anything. And I've seen on Twitter from multiple people. People were like, people were like, I didn't see anything either. So I'm wondering if somebody threw something at the Villanova. I shouldn't be laughing, but threw something at the Villanova bench or something like that, not on the court. Um. Pull, yeah, a Buffalo, I mean, like, pull a Buffalo Bills and throw something else on the court. <laughs> I didn't see one of those that you're referring to on the court. I will say that. I, I also couldn't get the handicap. Like, there was no handicap upgrade to be had uh, in that one because I think they oversold the building, to be honest. Um, so, for me, it was kind of rough, especially with a ton of people standing, but I made, my, made the best of it. But, yeah, I, I didn't see anything thrown on the court. But I thought we were, I actually thought the opposite. Uh, I thought when he did that, I was like, all right, like, it's got a weird feeling about this one. Uh, but, um, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up to me, everyone wants to point to the Gillespie three as the dagger. I don't think that was the dagger. I think the, the Dixon layup off two Watson made free throws to make it a two point game with like a minute 30 left. That killed them. That killed yeah. them because, first of all, you just can't have that happen. So who's that? So who who's that on? Is that on Cooley or Croswell? Because I'm of the belief it's a little bit of a, a little bit of b. Like, did it's on the player ultimately? I guess like Croswell has to see that's his man too. You know? Yeah. I get when you're set when you're setting up a full court press, you're you're playing a zone and not a man. So I completely get that but you have to see somebody behind you. That's like rule number one. When you were playing, like growing up, you need to make sure that you're the last line of defense, almost like a Hail Mary, so to speak. Right. And I mean, granted, Al Durham gets a bucket right after that to cut it back down to two. And then that's, I believe that's when Gillespie hit the three um, or, or maybe he hit like a two and then we got another bucket. Uh, and then, um, and then he hit the three. I, I don't really remember, but um but yeah, man, I thought that was killer because if you set up your defense, the crowd's going to be going crazy. Instead, Villanova gets a baseball pass thrown full court and get an easy layup. Like Bynum had no chance. I'm glad. I was glad at least that Bynum didn't foul him because that could have been even no, more. They, no, they fouled, they, no, they fouled. No, Croswell fouled him. It was and one. Oh, you're right. You're right. And they missed the and one though, right? Um. Yeah, actually. Yes, I think you did. I forget, but yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I, I so I thought that was the play that that really killed us uh, down the stretch there. But um, is what it is. Um, you know, in the moment after the game, I was pretty pissed. Uh, I, I I was just crushed. I shouldn't say pissed, just because like you had that opportunity. It, it seemed like. This was our time, and it's still not over. And we'll get to that um, in our next segment here. But I just felt that was just such an opportunity squandered. And like, if we could have 
despite all the lapses that we may have had, we were right in it with them. And yes. I, I agree with your point. I was actually at Trinity um, post game. Uh, and I uh, thought to myself, you know, I actually feel better about going into Nova now than I did going into the game. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it's, it's okay. It, like, I, and also didn't help that Kentucky got waxed last night too, especially when you're thinking about like, Oh, Providence might sneak up to a one seat or something. Yeah. And then you see them losing like, Oh God, opportunity lost. But dude, like you wake up and who's in first place in the big East still Providence's like it's right. it, in a vacuum. It's, it's a, t- it's a tough one because of everybody that showed out, like everybody, the build the buildup of this game was incredible. And I think that's why, you and like myself, we're all, all the fans are disappointed, but in the grand scheme of things, dude, like we're still in control of our destiny completely. And that's like a really nice place to be in. Um, Villanova and Providence both have four games remaining and I know we'll talk about it, but like we take care of business. We're still the big East champions. So opportunity missed. Sure. Um, but I'm not sweating it too much because it wasn't like Villanova laid an egg and we just, couldn't capitalize. They played an amazing game, so you just gotta say, okay, let's like let's move on. Yeah, I was uh I was kind of uh, radio silent this morning. Um, you guys were all looking looking for me. Uh, it, I'll just tell you, when my teams lose a big game, I tend to just you know go into hibernation mode and like just don't even look at the cell phone. Um, it wasn't isn't that the origin of the crier and you being in your room for a while. Uh, no, no, the, the, the origin of the crier was, uh, we, we got a keg for the tournament game against UNC 2014 and I had too much to drink. And the next thing, you know, later that evening I was spotted on the couch crying. Uh, so, cause you know, um, Cotton just gave it his all, man. Like uh, that was so tough to see, see them and him, especially lose that game. But uh, and then so that's how I was dubbed the crier. Uh, but no, but like senior year of college at PC, when the Giants beat the Pats the second time, yeah, I, I don't think I left my couch for a week. Like I don't think that's like I think, or at least for like three days. I, I just didn't do anything. I just lied on the couch. So, uh, so I, I think the good news would be that it really was just a half a day for me to kind of like shoo everyone away. And then, um, and now I'm kind of get back to getting that perspective of, Hey, you're, you're, you know matu- what? you're maturing. Yeah, I know. I know. I, you know, I'm trying to better myself. What, what can I say? Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then to make matters worse, I got a speeding ticket on the way home. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, like, um, you know, I, I was obviously very beha- behaved when I got pulled over. And, you know, I, I just told the cop, you know, sorry, it wasn't really just, I wasn't paying attention. But I felt like being like, come on. Like, when he gave me the ticket, I just felt like being like, come on, man. Like, unless we just hung 33 on me. This is how you're going to do <laughs> me. Like, come on. Yeah. When it when it rains, it pours. Seriously. So, so yesterday was just, you know, not a good end to a great day. Uh, and then, of course, 
I had to have expected this, but of course all the fan bases were jumping for joy last night with the result, especially UConn. And I just couldn't couldn't resist the urge to, to clap back. Uh, so so there was that. I, I can improve in that area too, BOC. Yeah, you just don't I just don't even I used to get it like dive into the mud. There's just no point. It's like Listen, your your team didn't play. Why are you bothering me? And that's yeah, but, what I, that's exactly was my whole point. But yeah, I mean, I had I just couldn't resist that mud, man. It just looked too too tantalizing to not dive in. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I have more perspective on this game now, and, and you know, it is what it is. Um, we still can control our destiny, and we'll talk about that. The Big East race down the stretch here. We'll preview Butler on Sunday, um, and but but first a quick word from our sponsors here at Anchor. All right, welcome back to the Province Crier Podcast. All right, so PC drops to Nova in the top ten showdown, eighty nine eighty four. Uh, Friars do still remain in first place in the Big East at eleven and two in conference. I'll Bleacher Report didn't update that, but um, both Nova now. 13 or Nova's 13 and three though now. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, so Friars still hold a slight edge in the standings, looking to get their first ever biggies regular season crown. Uh, both teams now have four games left. Um, believe it or not, w- with the scheduling. So so Providence is going to play three last games than Villanova, but it's going to be based on the um, win percentage. So you look at the schedule, we'll dive more into Butler a little later in the segment here, but Providence got Butler at Butler on Sunday. Um, and then they will return home to face uh, Xavier Wednesday the 23rd. Uh, and then Saturday home, 8:30 Creighton. That should be a fun one um, on the 26th of February. And then they wrap it up the following Tuesday, the, the big marquee game. At Villanova, Friars will look try and get some revenge. Um, now you look at the flip side for Nova, right? Um, Nova has – they host Georgetown, I believe, this weekend. Great. That, that's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they host them Saturday. Um, who knows, though? Warriors are due, right? They're due. That would, that would yeah. throw a serious wrench into things. Um. And then they go at UConn on the 22nd. Big game for, for UConn, like, like it was a big game for us, you know. Villanova's – you hear Hurley, he wants to be the new Villanova of the Big East, uh, yeah. and he's failed to do so when playing them, but he'll get another shot. Um, and I'm sure their crowd will be good, although who knows, maybe it's at XL and people have a fit because they don't want to beat in Hartford. I guess I don't blame them, but uh, – <laughs> Then, once again, like we said, they'll host Providence on the 1st at 6.30. And then Villanova will play on the, you know, they, the way they set it up was they were going to have pretty much everyone except one team play on the last Saturday of the season. Providence is that one team that won't be playing. Villanova will travel to Hinkle, a place that they've had trouble uh, before. So here's the deal. Four games left. Province still essentially has control of their own destiny. As long as they have the same record as Nova, these final four, 
they'll win the biggest regular season tournament or, or crown. So, so I mean, what, my, yeah, what, yeah. In my opinion, I think I don't think it's fair to expect us to win it in Philly, right? To expect us to win, yeah, that's not fair. And yeah. of course, Villanova decides to have this game at the Pavilion. Hopefully, let's see. The game's at six thirty. I don't think we'll have to worry about the sun shining through and blinding our players like like uh, last season, I believe it was. But um, so, yeah, Villanova's cowards. They won't play us at Wells Fargo this time because they know how that ends. Uh, well, I was at that game. I was at that game at you Wells Fargo. It was it was so quiet in there. It was pathetic. <laughs> And I'm not even saying that as like a troll. It was just like I remember sitting next to our buddy and like whispering because if I talked loud, I was like almost being rude to everybody around. It was it was a weird environment that game. That wouldn't ah. stop me, BOC. No, I know I know that. I actually have manners though, which is interesting. Um so so getting back to the task at hand, I think you're expected to lose against Villanova in Philly, which means we need to win. The rest of our games, besides that Nova game, go three and one, and <laughs> we got to become UConn fans. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> so, but it, but again, though, like, it's it. It sounds like we need to maybe hope for one extra loss, but it's still in our hands. Like, if we win, if we win at at Villanova, I think we have a really good shot of more likely than not winning the Big East regular regular season title. So, yeah, I mean. If we beat Nova, it would essentially, I mean, unless we, so like if we, if we beat Villanova at Villanova, we would only have to, you know, I say only, but we could afford to get two of three yeah. on the other three games. You know, I, I think Rob's going to have to take care of business at home. They've been good at home all year long. Uh, Xavier and Creighton will be tough tasks for sure. You got a Xavier team that definitely wants revenge for, for the Bynum game winner um, in Cintas. You got a Creighton team that I think is a little annoyed that they didn't get to have us uh, in Omaha. So I think they're going to want to prove themselves, even though they're, once again, you know, by the time we get to that game, I'll, I'll tell you, young team going into the dunk, I don't know how it's going to uh, work out for them. But I think they'll be hungry for a win. So, and hey, even the game against Butler. You know, but Butler's Dude, when, Yeah, playing them playing them at their place is not an easy task. And they are playing well and their team's starting to get healthier and healthier. So um you know, you look at the four games and there's only what there's only uh one ranked team, Villanova, but Xavier's strong. Creighton can get hot, you know, offensively. Yeah, Xavier um, and Creighton could uh, maybe not crave, but Xavier could end up back in the top 25 by the time we play on the end. Yeah, yeah, so. I think so. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it's 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 not going to be easy, and it would have been a lot easier if we won la- last night, but what are you going to do? You got to just um, move past it and get ready for Butler because they're not going to be crying any tears for us because we lost to Villanova. They want to, they want to beat us and split the series with us in the regular season, and we need to come out gangbusters. We can't come out flat. We can't come out with a hangover due to the loss to Villanova. They, we need to come out and jump out to an early lead and leave no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the hope, you know, go, going to Hinkle on Sunday, 
would be to do the formula that's worked for them for the majority of this season. Build a lead, and then, you know, if Butler makes it interesting late or not, use your experience to your advantage, close out the game. I mean, that's just the recipe that's worked all year. I think that should be their plan. Uh, One thing I will say about this team, um, Providence that is, Mm -hmm. after every loss this year, they responded. They they responded resoundingly. Um, You know, PC loses to uh, lose their first game of the year to Virginia. And like, how many straight did they win after? Like seven, I think. Yeah. So, uh, and they lose to Marquette. Then, and they, lost, won then, then they won eight. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this team has shown that it can be resilient after a loss. I, I think those guys are holding their heads up high after uh, Tuesday's game because. I think they realized, hey, we made a lot of mistakes, yet had this game, had a chance at winning this game. So, like, if we can clean stuff up, we'll be fine. So, that's the hope. But Butler's playing interesting, all right? So, Butler is 3-3 and in their last six. Let me run through the scores of these games. They beat Georgetown uh, (laughs) 56-53. Barn burner. Yes. And they're actually, I'm not really giving them credit because they're actually four and three in their last seven. But well, I just want to throw out the Creighton game just to point this out to you. Uh, they beat Creighton by by 17 at home. So, um, but 56 53 against Georgetown in Butler. They go on the road, lose to Xavier 68 66. They come back home to Hinkle to play St. John's. They lose 75 72. They go to Creighton and lose 52-54. They go back home to Hinkle, beat Marquette 85-79, and then they played uh, on Tuesday night uh, along with the Friars in Villanova. They beat DePaul at DePaul 73-71. So Butler has been in their last six games. Include very well be better than three and three. I mean, granted, they could be worse than three and three too, but um, they're a team that that's that's playing a lot better than what we saw earlier in the season. I think I think at this point, man, like just get a win. I, I like obviously you'd want it to be comfortable, and you don't want to be sweating on Sunday, like watching the final two minutes. But just get a win, however we can at this point. I don't care about style points. Clearly, like come NCAA tournament time, everybody's going to look at our metrics with a black eye and it is what it is. Like a resume speaks for itself at this point. You just can't throw up on yourselves. The rest the remaining four games go three and one, four and oh, and we're go three and one, four and oh, and we're a two, three seed lock. Um, so yeah, just win, just win yeah. as Al, da- as Al Davis used to say. Definitely agree. Um, you know, I, I, I think, or BOC, or they could lose and jump up in Ken Palm like they did on Tuesday night. Yeah, see, that just makes you, you get, I, and I understand it. it's like, oh, you played them better than people thought. But it's like, so we're getting, like, we should just rename Ken Palm the participation trophy metric. So we're getting rewarded for playing a team close, even though we lost at home. Like, it's stupid. It yeah. makes no sense. Well, well, we scored 84 points doing it. So, you know. 
So, so if we, so if we lost 59, 54, we would have probably dropped yeah. a lot. Yeah. I don't know if we would have dropped a lot because Nova's very high in Kempom. I believe they're top 10. So you're not going to get fresh for that. I think regardless, but it's just funny that we go up two spots. Like we've won all these games and can't move up yet. We move up two spots after a loss. No, of course. Uh, Needs to be adjusted. Needs to be adjusted, but we've gone down that route. Yeah, for sure. Um, Don't have crier talk for you. Decided not to do an episode after we lost. Um, I will say it like the whole dynamic kind of changed when the students got there at four, 4 PM for an 8 PM tip. Um, (laughs) Hilarious though. When we first passed the dunk dude, the, the stairs were just littered with nips, solo cups, and beers just everywhere. That's that sounds like heaven on earth. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, that was my dude. That was my, and this just shows my Providence lineage. I saw them show up at four o'clock, and in my head, I was like, guys, you have like three and you have like three, three plus hours until tip. Like, how are you going to stay hydrated here? And sure enough, like I, I was reading like, oh, yeah, the nips, they're playing bottles, all the solo cups. So they knew no, what they were doing. I mean, there were so – there had to have been so many – not to narc. I'm not a narc. But there had to be so many underage students drinking at this game last night. It was ridiculous. Att- attendance attendance uh, in class uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, all-time low. If I was in school, I, I would pull the same thing that I did with the Patriots and just – hibernate for a few days (laughs) but uh all right before we get out of here let's kind of take a quick look at the rest of the big east this week um pc obviously won't be playing till sunday but um wednesday night as we're recording here these games will be tipping off shortly xavier st john's should actually be getting underway any second now um big one for xavier to kind of rebound they're at home uh, they get the boot from the top 25 this past week. So um, big spot for Xavier to turn around. You look at the Johnnies, it's starting to be now or never time for them. So big game for them. Posh is back. That line's at minus six and a half for Xavier. With Posh back, I kind of love St. John's there, even though they're on the, I presume they're on the road given that line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you got, you got Georgetown Marquette. Also, that game's on FS2. Um, yeah, what is with CBS Sports just nabbing the best games of the Big East? CBS Sports has got the big one tonight, seeing all at UConn. If you remember, UConn lost um, in in Newark. Um, Seen Hall's playing a lot better as of late. Um, and But who knows if Aiken's going to be back for this one. He was critical for, for Seton Hall in their win over UConn. Um, that should be an interesting one. For me, my ideal scenario would be UConn loses to, to Hall and then turns around Tuesday in Beatsville, next Tuesday in Beatsville and over. That would be just too perfect for me. Uh, yeah, I mean it would help in the standings we, too. We have heard we've heard enough from UConn fans. It'd be it'd be poetic justice if they came out and lost to a 15 and 8 Seton Hall team. Yeah, uh, I'd be ready to pounce. That's all I'm gonna say. Um uh, <laughs> And then Creighton visits the Paul uh, on on Thursday night. Um, Creighton's got a they can't afford a lot of losses here down the stretch, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, 
Butler, St. John's, I mean, at this point, plan for seeding. Once again, unless St. John's can kind of right the ship here. Um, then on the weekend, a, a solid ge- slate of games. Xavier will go to UConn. Uh, Xavier beat UConn earlier, like last week, I believe it was. Um, Georgetown goes to Villanova. We had said that. That's unfortunate. But once again, Patrick Ewing's due. The Warriors are due. All right. <laughs> yep. See if they can steal one. Uh, hope so. And then you, you got DePaul, Seton Hall. And then on Sunday, you got Marquette Creighton and Providence Butler. But um, we're getting close, BOC. We're getting close to the end of the season, the Big East tournament, the best month in sports, March. I'm excited. I don't know about I you. Can't, I can't wait. I think, I think, you know, with us being able to not attend sporting events past year, two years, uh, I'll probably be going to every single – Every single Providence game from the, uh, I guess we'll call it the quarters of the Big East onwards. Um, yeah, so I will be, all right. I'll so, be, I mean, I'll, I was going to ask you this off air, but yeah, are we just going to go the whole tournament? I kind of want to go. I, I think it's, I think it's bad luck to to say that you're going to go the whole week, weekend. But you know what? I'm going to go the whole weekend, not for, not because I think for sure Providence is going to be in the final. But you know what? Like you said, fans are back. I just want to watch some hoops. I, I've never like done like a full Big East tournament, go to a bunch of rant, like games of my team not being a part of it. Yeah. I kind of want to do this this year. So if you're a game, I'm getting. Yep, you'll you'll be sleeping over again, and we can we have it. It's the ideal commute. We have take a ferry, which is the most peaceful, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing ride. The ferry from where I live to Manhattan, then. Um, our itinerary for March, March should be New York, New York City, I should say, Buffalo, <laughs> Not <gonna win>. Philly, <laughs> Philly, and then it'll be really fun to watch them in uh, New Orleans. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, so so I'm game for that. So continue to follow along with the Crier. We'll have a preview up for Butler at some point. Uh, we'll have the recap, all that good stuff. Um, Continue to follow along on the pod. Uh, give us a, a rating if you like. We're all about feedback here at the Crier. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we will get some Crier talk segment. It might return for the Xavier or, or Creighton game. Um, I definitely want to try that again because it was fun. And, oh, man, if only I could have done it against Villanova, like off a win, that would have been a scene. But until next time, Firetown, have a good one. See you guys. Have a good one. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah If it do, when I'm way up on the hoop, babe Cross over, I might go to L.E.U. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school P.C., you know we on go, ayy Feel like A.J. Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ayy Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Ho, ayy I'm the alpha dog, Diallo They were sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage any team we bumpin', so we gon' let them have it, yeah They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic This year we taking over March Madness Man up in my city, I'm the truth